Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Job, we have Danny Cunningham right now to talk about those Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, he writes for Cleveland Magazine a wonderful publication that once had Anthony Lyman in their sexy singles category. Single no longer. And now he's uh, one of the sexy married men in Cleveland, which is an issue that's going to be coming out here soon. Sexy house arrest. I like to call him sexy. For the rest anyway, of my life. Uh, Danny Cunningham, speaking of sexy, joins us right now. One of the Cleveland sexiest engaged men uh, that you can find in Cleveland Magazine. And he joins us right now, 92.3 The Fan Host as well. Hello, Danny boy. What issue was that in, Anthony? I need to go in the archives. Oh, this was years ago. Is it like 2013, 2014? You you were very sexy in it, though. I'll tell you that. It was an age of innocence, Danny. <laughs> to, to go back to that time, you wouldn't even recognize me. How outraged, Danny, should Cavs fans be that their MVP candidate is not even a starting all-star in the Eastern Conference? How ridiculous. I think it's. It's ridiculous that he or Jalen Brunson isn't the starter. Like, if it would have been Jalen Brunson instead of Damian Lillard, you know, I think Jalen Brunson has a really good case. My vote would have gone to Donovan had I had one. But the fact that Damian Lillard really does nothing better than either um, Donovan Mitchell or Jalen Brunson, pretty remarkable that he got the starting nod. And I get it's because of the fan vote and, he plays on a popular team with one of the most popular players in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo. But, man, it was – I was I was very surprised that he was the one to get the nod over Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I really wasn't. I really wasn't. I don't know. I think that the new I, – I, an old face that people like in a new place with that guy, I, I wasn't surprised. Danny, I mean, you leave anything in the hands of the fans, and, and this is the type of thing that's going to happen, buddy. It's true, but the fact that he had never been an all-star starter before and he's had plenty of years in Portland where he's been better than this, Mm -hmm. that's just kind of – I thought that, you know what, if it hadn't happened there, I didn't expect it to happen now because – and listen, there have been guys out west that were better than him. Like, you can't tell me he deserved to start over Steph Curry for a number of years. But I thought that with what his numbers were this year, that if it hadn't happened before, why now? Can I make a conversation piece about the uh, getting a, before we get nitty gritty about the Cavs and, and say that this is the proliferation of people not paying as close of attention to the regular season if it's not their team? I think that's very fair. Thank I you. think that's a very fair Thank thing you. to say. Yeah, I would not disagree with that whatsoever, especially because you look at the media vote where. You know, Tyrese Halliburton was number one, and he deserved to be. He's been awesome when he's been healthy, and the Pacers have been great. But then it was Jalen Brunson, then it was Donovan Mitchell. Like, I think that is much closer to an accurate accurate voting than having Damian Lillard in the top two. So, Danny Cunningham joining us on the show. Is there any possibility? Like, I, I was looking at it yesterday, and we were talking over with a couple of people in the hallway, and I don't know – is there any possibility we can get Sam Merrill in the three-point contest before Indianapolis gets here? 
Oh, I absolutely think so. I really? mean, he's shooting almost, yeah, he's shooting almost 43%. The Cavs have been a great story. And it's not as if the three-point contest, you have to be, you don't have to be an all-star to be there. Like they, there are some years where they're searching for names to fill it out. I mean, another guy like Malik Beasley is trying really hard to get in the three-point contest. If you don't really follow the NBA, you probably don't know who Malik Beasley is. So I think there's a, I wouldn't call it a slam dunk, but there's a solid chance Sam gets into that contest. He absolutely has been good enough. The Cavs have been a good enough story. And I think that they're making a push for it too. And that matters. You have to have a willingness to want to do these things if you're not a big name. And Sam seems like he does. Danny Cunningham joining us right now on the hotline. So I've seen Cavs fans online and people I talk to get very frustrated with the way that the national media is covering them uh, or to phrase it a little better, not covering them right now. Um, The national podcasts aren't really giving them a lot of credit Uh, They don't really see them uh, anything other than a a plucky story right now. But if they were facing the New York Knicks right now, I think most people around the country would pick the Knicks. What is the case for the Cavs and the national media? Are they getting it wrong right now when it comes to the Cavs? Well, I think the thing that the national media is getting wrong, and listen, I don't think that the Cavs are title contenders right now, but every time that the national media talks about the Cavs, what I think drives me nuts is it's always – the Donovan Mitchell trade conversation. I just don't think that's a conversation whatsoever right now. Um, Maybe it will be in the future, but right now that's not a thing that's going to happen. That's what drives me nuts about the national media coverage with this team. Um, Listen, if they want to pay more attention to Philadelphia with Joel Embiid, who scored 70 points last week and is playing the best basketball of his career, or Boston, who's been awesome even after making some big changes this offseason, or Milwaukee, who's going through turmoil, I get it but the Cavs are a really good team again. I don't think that they're a title contender, but they're a really good team that deserves a lot more attention than they've gotten for real basketball purposes, not just, oh, where could Donovan Mitchell go? I think that part's ridiculous. So I agree with you on all of that, and here's where it gets tough, because when you trade for Donovan Mitchell, it it really changes, you know, your, your timing on everything. And this, to me, is where it gets complicated, because Donovan Mitchell right now is in year seven, And you could see where a lot of the superstars wanted off of teams. It was in year six, year seven, year eight. Now, Donovan's already off his original team. But he is someone who's going to want a new contract and a new max deal. He's going to be afforded the most amount of money possible under the CBA. Are the Cavs any closer to a championship today than they were the day they traded for Donovan Mitchell? I think they are, but I don't think that they're as close as they thought they would be, if that makes sense. Um, I think that the trade for Donovan Mitchell wasn't a bet on Donovan. They know how good Donovan is, and I think Donovan has been as advertised in Cleveland. I actually think he's been probably a little bit better than advertised, but that trade was a bet on Evan Mobley being the best player on a championship team and Donovan Mitchell being the, the second best player in a championship team. I think it's fair to question if Donovan can be the best player in a championship team because you don't see a ton of guards his size that are that guy. But if Evan Mobley turned into who the Cavs have always thought Evan Mobley is going to turn into, it totally changes the conversation. That just hasn't happened, and that's why the Cavs aren't, in my opinion, as close to a championship as they maybe thought they would have been at this point. Well, there was a big conversation had earlier this week about being contenders and last week as well. And I I said, well, what's your definition of a contender? 
like in the NFL, which we talk about so often. If you often. have to ask, that means they're, they're not. But thank you very much. Yeah. But I, I, I end up getting yelled at for saying that they're not contenders. And I go, well, they're not contenders yet. They're not contenders yet. And, and I think a lot of people, Danny, draw the same conclusion. Well, what makes them contenders? Well, I guess we got to trade everybody. I go, no, i got to see what Evan Mobley's going to do. And because of the injury, it's put him a little bit behind. So in year three now, I wanted him to take a great big leap, maybe needed him to take a great big leap. Now, I don't know exactly how to handle him coming back. Do, Danny, do I have him continue to shoot threes? Do I put him more in the classical role to get ready for the postseason? What do we do? I think that it depends how he looks when he comes back. And the, it, it's a hard question to answer. I think that reintegrating him back into this team offensively is the most fascinating part of this season. Because if he can step out there and make threes, and this Cavs offense can look not exactly the same as it has looked since December 15th, but closer to it than it did before, then, okay, we can start to talk about the Cavs as, as contenders. But if – if they go back to what they were offensively before where they're not shooting a ton of threes, where they've got two big guys on the floor that can't really shoot from outside of 15 feet. I know Jared Allen can shoot that little 17 footer at the elbow sometimes, but they need, they can't operate where they have two non shooting threats and be contenders right now. That's just something needs to change for that to be the case. Maybe it's Evan Mobley shooting threes. Maybe it's, separating the playing time between he and Jarrett Allen just a little bit on a little bit more strict basis where those guys don't play together nearly as often, maybe no more than 10 or 12 minutes a game. But I think that that outside shot for Evan Mobley could be the biggest key to the season and just how far this Cavs team could go. Danny Cunningham with us right now talking Cavs. So J.B. Bickerstaff, in my estimation, should be one of the top three coaches for Coach of the Year, the way they have taken off with these injuries, very similar in a lot of ways, to what the Browns were able to do. They're 26-16. and 16. They just got nudged out of the four seed because the Knicks beat Denver last night, really clobbered Denver. I think JB is going to have maybe his toughest job coming up, and that's welcoming back both Darius Garland and Evan Mobley to a rotation that is going to totally be shaken up. How does he manage the roster and manage the minutes? It's going to be fascinating. The Evan Mobley reintegration is something I really have my eyes on. I actually think the Darius Garland bringing him back into the fold won't be as difficult just because while he hasn't necessarily taken as many threes as a lot of people would like to see him take in the flow of the offense, he's a really good shooter and he can make that work where you're maybe having to change your playing styles. I agree with you that JB deserves to be in the top three as far as coach of the year conversation goes, I mean, this was a guy who entered this season. I think it's fair to say with a little bit of, there was a little bit of heat on that chair. And the fact that they went through what they went through with Darius having a fractured jaw with Evan needing knee surgery and found their way moving up to the four seat after that stuff happened. I know they're in fifth this morning, but the fact that all that happened has been really impressive but figuring out how to make it work with the entire team is something that we need to see because this going into this year, it was always going to be, well, we need to see it in the playoffs. The injuries have changed that for a little bit in two months, we could be back to, well, we need to see it in the playoffs. And ultimately if it works in the playoffs, everyone will be happy. If it doesn't, we could be having a very different conversation. Uh, is there a world where Sam Merrill eats into the playing time of maybe a Max Struess, who was the prized free agent acquisition for Kobe Altman. I was curious how long I was going to go until you brought up Max Struess. Uh, this 
it took much longer than yeah. I thought. He so Sam Merrill in, I don't know if you've been listening to the show, Danny. I just like to throw numbers out there. They, they, they truly call me an analytics wonk, um, a, a quant, if you will. So in my work with the Cavs and their analytics, I have uncovered that in 900 fewer minutes, Sam Merrill already just has 30 fewer made three-pointers than, well, the big sharpshooter, Max Truce. Your thoughts? So I, I do appreciate that, and I also appreciate the fact that you know that despite playing so many more minutes, that Max Struess has a better net rating as well, um, and the third best on the team and guys <laughs> in the rotation. Good. Like the, Cav- the Cavs have been well done. The, the Cavs have been really good with Max Struess on the floor. I know that he's not made as many three pointers as anyone would have hoped, and I know you lead that charge, Anthony. He's one of the but worst high volume really three point shooters in the league. Last week he was the worst. Now he's, I think, second worst. Which I think makes the fact that he's been still good really impressive because that has not been good enough, but everything else has been awesome. Um, Sam Merrill needs to play. Like, he needs to be in the rotation. There's zero questions about that. Um, he probably eats into some of Max Struess's minutes. He probably eats into some of Isaac Okoro's minutes. Um, J.B. Bickerstaff, that's going to be another challenge where he has to expand the rotation a little bit. He has talked about how nine guys is probably his favorite number to play in a rotation that's going to have to include Sam Merrill one way or another and it's not as if they can't play Dean Wade either because he's been really good he's been shooting the ball so much better from three-point range this year than he did last year so also he has a lot of pieces that he needs to make work in this puzzle final question Danny and if you want to punt I understand but I want your sense of where the Cavs are right now if they had to go up against the Knicks right now in a series, who do you got? I would probably still pick the Knicks, but I think it's a much longer series than it was last year. It's hard for me to say for sure, because if everything goes well, the team that we've watched been so good for the last month and a half or whatever it's been since December 15th, that date everyone pulls out, that's not going to be the team or, the Cavs are hoping that's not the team that shows up in the playoffs because it hasn't included Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. That's why, like, they could have won every game from December 15th, and I still wouldn't be able to call them contenders because we've not seen what this team actually is when you're missing two, you know, all-star caliber guys. Evan's been a defensive player of the year finalist. Darius has made all-star team before. Like, you can't call this team a contender. You can't project them to the postseason until you actually see what this team looks like for longer than just from November to December 15th. So I would pick the Knicks as of today, but I do think that the Cavs are a little bit more tough this year. I think that matters. I think they're a better rebounding team this year too, and that's something that would really help them. But I think it would be a longer series as of now. I would pick the Knicks, but that obviously there's a lot of time for that to change. Hey, real quick, is that matchup based or is that just overall better? What what are you thinking there? Um, it's partly matchup based. Okay. It's partly, I need to see it from the full Cavs. I need to see it from this full roster that they're this good because listen, when everyone was healthy and I know Darius was dealing with some stuff earlier this year, they weren't all that good. They were what 14 and 13 when he and Evan Mobley exited the lineup for an extended period of time. I need to see this team in its complete form be really good because we've not seen that yet this season. I can't hate you for the honesty. Danny, thank you very much for the time. All the very best to you and yours. Any time for you guys. Thank you very much. The wonderful Danny Cunningham, Cleveland Magazine. Follow him on Twitter at RealDCunningham.
And of course, you hear him here on 92.3thefan, 92.3thefan.com, and on the free Odyssey app. You might not feel better. I feel better about it. Eh, I might. We'll find out here in a few minutes. 216-474-0092. How much progress have we really made the last two years with Donovan Mitchell? I know that this is a move and target, and we could find out more coming up in April and May. I'm not. It, what you at, answer now is not the end-all, be-all, what you answer with. But how much progress do you think we've really made? Because I, I don't think it's based necessarily on Evan Mitchell. I think Evan, or excuse me, with Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell has been great. I think Evan Mobley has been the conversation that we need to have. And not where I'm disappointed. I just, he got injured. So now I have to see him take that next step. But how, and we asked Danny Cunningham about this. How do I take the next step where, he, do I put him back shooting threes? Or do I go, hey man, we're, we're in the fourth or fifth seed, depending on the night when we play in the Knicks play. Do I put him in more of a classic role and try to hit the gas on this thing and see if we can maybe get ourselves probably not in the three seed, but stay in that four seed? Or do I do I work on his future and say that we might fall to the fifth or sixth or something like that? This this is the really hard part about this question is I can't give you an answer until I see what this team, this new team, right, with with the new identity, what it looks like, and if they can continue that identity uh-huh. with Evan Mobley, who's a fantastically talented player. And obviously Darius Garland. Like worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now that's that's going to change the dynamics. And this isn't, you know, in the, in, in the NFL or in baseball, you just you, you keep adding. You add as much talent as humanly possible. Like, there's never enough defensive pass rushers, right? We talk about that all the time. Keep adding. Keep adding because guys will go down with injuries. Defensive linemen. You need them. You need to yeah. defensive linemen. Four in general. You need to work them in, work them in, work them in. In basketball, there is a price you pay by adding more talent. I know it sounds crazy, but it means that – Your rotation o- is thinner. There's only so many minutes to go around. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I asked Danny last segment, I think this is J.B. Bickerstaff. He's doing a marvelous job right now with mm-hmm. these injuries. I agree. Just like Kevin Stefanski did. But now – 
he's got to have a, a, a real knack of handling and managing the minutes, which is not going to be easy. I, I've so many times in the last month or two have made a comparison between the Browns and Cavs. I think it's, I, I, it's, I think it's uncanny what these two teams, it, if you draw what they've done, I think it's uncanny what it is. This is where it's backwards. Kevin Stefanski got back into the playoffs with the injuries. Now there's going to be more that's expected of him. JB's already made the playoffs. And they flamed out spectacularly because they got beat up physically and they couldn't do it. Because of that, that's going to put more pressure on JB. I mean, when I heard he's coaching for his job against the Detroit Pistons, when I heard that, I was at an all-time low going, all right, we're just wasting our time here and waiting for the day that he gets fired, unfortunately. Because I, I do think that JB Bickerstaff's done a fine job. I remember, at that time, they were 500 yes. and it wasn't looking good. Yes. And now that you've gone 10 games above, you've played well, but you've beat up bad teams... You know, I start to think that, all right, what's the what's the next argument against JB? Is, like, if they lose tonight by six, well, you can beat all the Wizards in the world, but you can't beat the Milwaukee Bucks. So we need, like, I guarantee that's a conversation that gets made because in our world, he's been here, how long's JB been here? Four years? Man. It's been four years. It's been four years for Kev. JB's been here. As the head coach? Yeah. Because he was on the bench before that, Okay, too. but JB's been here now. Yeah, for a I while. As the head coach, I think it's been four years. Well, you stick around with any guy, you're you're going to find new ways to not like him. Any head coach. We've done it with Kevin. We'll do it. Hey, I hate to say it. We had him on earlier this week, and he was wonderful. We'll do it with Stephen Vogt, and, you, and we're doing it right now with J.B. Bickerstaff for a lot of people. If I break it down and go, the only argument I can give guys is what do they do with injuries? It's still not going to be enough at the end because of what's expected now. Because now what's expected for this team is, hey, you can give me all the things you want about bad matchups and everything. You got embarrassed against the, against the Knicks last year. If you go out and lose, even if you don't get embarrassed against the Knicks, it's going to make people very upset, and then we're going to be thinking big changes, and it's going to start with him. Just before we go to the phones, have you seen much of the Knicks at all? I know it's it's they haven't been on national television Honestly, a bunch I've, of times I've either. I've seen maybe ten games, and usually I see more, way more than Knicks. So they swung way more. They swung uh, one big move by going and getting Ananobi, who can mm-hmm. guard basically any position. He's one of the elite perimeter defenders in the NBA, and they already, last year, you saw how good their defense is. The thought is, hey, we can space the teams out now. As hard as I am on Max Truce, you have to have a guy on him at all times because he comes off those he, those pin downs, those staggered screens. Like, he he is one of the best catch-and-shoot shooters in the league. All the other three-point shots have not been good at all from Max Truce. Jalen Brunson, who outplayed consecutive years, that's what everyone's going to say, outplayed Donovan Mitchell in yeah. consecutive years when he was – you know, in the Western Conference and now in the Eastern Conference. He has become like Steph Curry with the three-point shooting. Maybe not the volume, but he's shooting like 43%. And he's got the ball in his hands, so much so. And they still have the ammo to swing another trade for a role player uh, if they so choose. So it's really hard to handicap because I haven't seen the Cavs. I have not seen the Cavs with this new identity and also with, with two of their starters. I just haven't seen them. I have no idea what to expect right now in a playoff series. And I think anybody telling you they know exactly how the Cavs are going to play in the playoffs, I think they're lying to you. Do I look for fixes before the playoffs? Because as yeah, soon down as, the stretch run. As, yeah. as soon as Darius comes back, and if they struggle, yeah. 2 one I, 6 4 7 4 see, 90 do you know what calls are going to happen? Uh, lastly on this, I want to see the staggering of minutes between Mobley and Jared Allen, whether or not JB says, maybe I don't need to play these guys together uh-huh. so much throughout the, the meat and potatoes of a game. But also... What is the sharing like between Donovan Mitchell? Like like the other night, Donovan's been terrific, 
But you saw when they were going up against an engaged Milwaukee Bucks team on the road, you're not going to get calls. Isaac Okoro, he's in foul trouble like two seconds into the game Mm -hmm. trying to defend Lillard, which he defended him so well the last time they played when we ran him off the floor. Uh, Now Doc Rivers is their head coach. You saw a spirited Milwaukee Bucks the other night, right? As they're getting ready for Doc to take over. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was harder to get. The the spacing was tougher. Uh, You needed Darius Garland. You needed Evan Mobley. You didn't have Tristan Thompson because of the PED suspension. So it got really tough on the inside. We weren't cleaning up the glass like we we typically have. I want to see how, how it looks. Because Donovan Mitchell... He was just chucking a lot of outside shots. It was tougher for him to get on the floor, to get to the spaces well, that he normally does. Yeah, I, I, I'll i feel better with Darius Garland in. I'll feel better, obviously, with Evan Mobley in. But I'm telling you, I think there's still going to be a bit of a struggle with some people, and I don't think that they're going to be feeling better about it. Evan Mobley, he wants to be talked about Yo. by Cool Ray in Bedford. Hello. Hey, what's up? Good morning, fellas. Hi. Hey, I'm be honest with you. What? This right here is this right here is the best and worst thing for Bickerstaff, Coach Bickerstaff. The reason being is it's the worst is because when your two guys went out, you went on the you went on winning streak, and now we see what, now we see what this team capable of. Forget about starters and non-starters. We seen what these how competitive this team can be, how good they can actually be. If you bring Mobley back, it's time to have real talk. Mobley is just a center. That's all he is. He's not. He's not what everybody he is, is saying. A unicorn, I've been calling Corey. this. He's been. Call, I've been calling this radio station saying he's not as good as you guys think he is. You guys been calling me an idiot and running me off. I, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I never called it. you an idiot. No, we've never called well, you an not idiot. You. Not this show. Not, not, not you. But I've been called right. an idiot by somebody on this show right. because I go, listen, I played the game of basketball. Well, I just said I we didn't play. We didn't call, Lyman and I never called you an idiot. I never called you an idiot. Bro, Tone I, never called you an idiot. I, I, I see what I see when that, when it comes to this guy, JB. His 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 benchmark is going to be what he, his problem is. He seems to can't play Garland and Mitchell together, and that's only two players. We there's teams out there that got multiple players is doing this with and with multiple bigger egos, and they're winning. So this is what JB is going to get judged on now because you bring Mobley back and you don't bring him off the bench. And we start losing, or be then you will have a problem. Well, hey, I might so in, in the long term, right? Listen, I'm not calling you an idiot. You might end up being right. There's a lot of people emailing me saying I'm I've been making a big bigger deal of Evan Mobley than I should. And thank you very much for the call, Ray. You might end up being right in the long term. JB would pay the price for that. Eventually, you would think that Kobe Altman would pay the price for that because Evan Mobley, the third overall pick. You've already brought up uh, Holmgren. You've already brought up uh, Wemby, which you know, that's a moving target in its own right. I think that with Evan, nothing's going to happen to him. They're going to max contract him, yeah. and everybody oh, yeah. else is going to pay the fiddler and try to work it out with him. He's still very young. He's still very thin. He still needs to put more body on himself, and the only thing that's going to happen with that is still the progress of being out there on the floor, and this injury has taken a hit to it. That's why we got to get him back out there as soon as possible so we can see things. Nitty-gritty Com- basketball it's talk. Very Holy true. cow. Daryl Ryder with some nitty-gritty stadium talk coming up at 8 o'clock and whether or not there could be landmines out there for the Browns offensive coaching hire. But coming up next, Anthony Lima and his family are on your side exposing how you could be ripped off. Pay very close atte- attention. Fix my life next on The Fan. You better be listening, Cleveland, because Sarah Lima has got a message for you. 
You better take a look at those receipts. What is going on? Uh, we're a family that's not going to be trifled with, Kenny. I think you know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are not going to... We're not going to be swindled when buying a ridiculously overpriced double stroller. Audio courtesy of 19 News here in Cleveland. Uh, you've brought this to everybody's attention. How, That's right. So you bought a double stroller. Yep. For uh, baby Enzo's on his way, which, nah, I don't want to tell you the text on the air. Um, well, what you just read to us. Yeah, so, it could yeah. happen. It yeah, could, could happen, happen at any very moment. Soon. So if Baby Enzo's on his way, which by the way, that didn't mean is I don't. Lime is probably going to go against the grain and not pick that name. That is not so the you got, name. You got the two Italian babies there. Well, not yet because you haven't signed the birth certificate. Yeah, That's so there's right. two Italian two. children that are going to be there, and you bought a, a double stroller. Yes, those things are the. I, I've bought cars for less. I'm serious. I've seen the one. The one that she looked at first, which was the one you can run with, because uh-huh. you know she's a marathoner, mm-hmm. likes to run. Uh, those were like close to a thousand dollars, Kenny. Well, yeah, I bought my first truck, my first uh, Bronco <laughs> Deuce for five hundred. If you keep listening to the story, and you have any idea of how to do math, you'll find out exactly how much the Limas paid for their stroller. Yeah, the one we settled on. Yeah. Meet Sarah Lima from Bay Village. She has a 17-month-old daughter and another tiny miracle set to arrive any day now. To get prepared, she went on KikoUSA.com a few weeks ago and ordered a double stroller. Her receipt reflected Ohio's new tax law, which makes certain baby items like diapers, cribs, child restraints, and strollers exempt from sales tax. But when she looked at her credit card statement, she noticed an additional charge. There were two Kiko charges. The first charge was for the amount on the receipt, and then there was a charge right beneath it. And I was wondering, what could that possibly be? That second charge was for $42.80. That's exactly 8%. That is a tax charge. Oh, God, listen to that voice. I mean, oh, that's incredible. Oh, come on, Kay, that's, that's my incredible. wife. That is my wife. Come and on. And I was wondering, what could that possibly be? <laughs> oh, great. Now we How got many times drop. has that been? What <laughs> could she that walks possibly downstairs be? and there's an empty fifth of bourbon yeah. sitting right there. <laughs> Liz and came I was downstairs. What could that possibly be? <laughs> What did I just see on your phone? What was that video? What and that? I was wondering, what could that possibly be? Kenny, that bar cap on there it exposed <laughs> the X videos, and I looked at it. And I was wondering, what could that possibly be? And I came home, and on his 85-inch Sony Bravia, he's watching what seems to be the fifth installment of the Human Centipede? And I was wondering, what could that possibly be? <laughs> so anyway, we caught him red-handed. <laughs> yeah, you did. We caught him red-handed. Move over, Ed and Peggy. We've got a new team in town. <laughs> so what'd you do to resolve it? So so we had to call them, and at first they're like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Our computer is is handling this. We've got it. We've got that Ohio is making sure to take care. Because you know me, Kenny. Yeah. If ever there is a time I can champion the work of the Ohio State Legislature and, of course, the governor. You know me. No, you're a big fan. Huge, huge yeah. fan. Especially what's been going on this week. Yeah. You know, You know me. Fair is fair. Yeah. They did the right thing back in Oct- in October. They did the right thing in October by making sure to take care of the sales tax on these items because, you know, it's, it's hard out there for, for working moms. So you're telling Clevelanders to make sure they take a look at their receipts. Get your receipts. Got to have the receipts and make sure that they are nullifying the tax. How much was the stroller again? It was up there. 
Let me do the math. Give there. me the price it's, on it. It's up there. It's a lot of money. What, yeah, what was the tax on that? I, that look, we said? wanted to have a good stroller, Kenny. We didn't want to have one of these fly-by-night companies that have the strollers that you can't even you can't even get them through a, a speed bump. You're in trouble. You want to make sure that it's cozy for the for the two oh children. That's it? That's only how much the yeah. stroller is? That ain't that much. Oh, what did the Cartmans get? I don't know. It was it was ridiculous. It's exorbitant. And it really we're is. We're letting the, the the neighbor is using it, and then they're giving it back, and we're supposed we're ba- I'm supposed to get it ready like it's a used car and sell it. I apparently because the thing was ridiculous. Oh, and you put this stuff. You can find all this stuff on the Facebook Marketplace mm-hmm. because they're so expensive. Yeah. People are like, even even I, I swear, rich people, rich people. Because you look at the addresses of where they are, uh-huh. they're like, wait, you you're really selling this? That's how much all this stuff is. Is right now. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely. But it's you, good stuff. You told me about what the Mamaru or whatever it was. What was the thing? The snoo. The, the snoo. snoo. Oh my you god! Still need to get one. Thousands of dollars. That's ridiculous. We somehow made it. That is ridiculous. Without, but the amount of yeah, people, it, generations upon generations, made it without a snoo. I know. All three of my sons made it without a snoo. All three of them. Who knows? Maybe they're going to end up being losers. I'm their father, so there's a good chance. But they all made it without a snoo. So I. I didn't realize this, so especially with probably online ads. Like I would imagine, if you go in and purchase it in person, it's going to be okay with the with the sales well, tax. Yeah, I mean because their their system. I know we're getting a lot of responses to Sarah's voice. We yes, are. I know their system was not up to speed, and so that's why we did the story because we felt compelled to make <laughs> sure that people in Ohio, not just Northeast Ohioans, all around this Buckeye State, were not getting taken advantage of. We wanted to make sure. And that's why we were out there doing the reporting. And, of course, Gabby Hart of 19 News, she actually did the report. Yeah, there you go. Well, Gabby's got a little resolution just here. Oh, good. What do we got? We wanted to take it a step further. So we reached out to the Ohio Department of Taxation, or ODT, and asked how many other Ohioans have been having this same problem. And they told 19 News they've had several reports of people still being charged taxes on exempt baby items. They sent a statement saying if taxpayers believe they've been wrongly charged sales tax on an exempt product, they can apply for a sales tax refund by completing an STAR form. Got me filling out forms. So get your forms out. In eight short steps, you too can get your money back. I love bringing the government into things. Are you wondering, Kenny, why we uh, went to all these lakes? Yeah, because if and you guys I was wondering, what could that possibly be? With with how much time I spend with you on the phone, you guys have to continue to do these things. We're going to be at each other's throats. So as long as you're working in tandem together on something, whatever that might be, you're not working against each other. You're right. When we put our our minds together, whew, I mean, look what happens. And yeah. I was wondering, what could that possibly be? Our couple. What do you name the baby? Our couple, indeed. You know what? We don't know yet. We're going to just take a look at the baby boy and then decide. Is that what you're going to do? People really do that, which is incredible to me. People have their name, and then they see their kid and go, nope, that doesn't look like a whatever. What did you think the baby was going to look like? You really thought it was going to look like Fred? That's a good point. That's fair. I don't think you should do that, though. <laughs> you know, you pick it and you go, and that's the way it works, and they have a name. Remember, you're, naming a, you're, naming, you're going to name an adult male. You're not naming a baby. Just letting you know that. Thank you need to name your baby Kiko in honor of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I take my orders from a man named Keith. 
And a man um, named Andrew and a man named Tom. Akron Juan. I can't imagine being married to that voice. That's a divorce in about 15 oh, to 20. Well, you and know. I was wondering, what could that possibly be? What is wrong with that? You know what Come that on, voice guys. sounds like Come to me? On. A marathon champion. You know That's wanna, what that voice sounds like to me. John Lennon decide to spend the rest of his life with that voice. You don't want to get this guy to spend the rest of his life with that voice? Come on now. Hey, she, and I was wondering, what could that possibly be? Waking up she, next to that every morning. She was a screamer. Okay. Which one? The one you compare her to all oh, the time. She screams, sings. Yes. Well, Sarah scream runs. <laughs> Coming up at 820. This is real. If you still think he's sexy, just head on to Cleveland Brown Stadium and touch him. <laughs> Coming up next, another sexy man, Daryl Ryder. He was at Cleveland Brown Stadium, and he did not put hands on Justin Bibb. He asked him questions about the future of Cleveland Brown Stadium, and with hiring one of these offensive coordinators, it looks like we have a little bit of competition in the division. We'll get to that with the dangerous one next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.